Hey guys, welcome to Heart to Talk the Podcast. I am your host, Teresa Caesar, and you are tuned into episode 26. I am so thrilled to be back for another episode filled with just jam-packed juiciness. As you know, I am a seeker of wisdom, knowledge, and all ways to level up in regards to mind, body, and soul. Now today, we're going to really dive deep into the mindset. Tony Robbins says the two greatest fears in life are not being good enough and not being loved. Those fears keep us from doing the things we want to do and make us settle for less than what we deserve. Today's guest, Aaron Morrison, who is a peak performance and mindset coach, utilizes a five-step framework for success as well as many coaching and therapeutic techniques. He helps you find ways to gain more clarity around desired outcomes and change limited thinking that is in the way of your achievements. Aaron helps you speed up personal and professional growth so you can realize your potential and have the impact and make the contribution you've always wanted to make in this world and in this lifetime. I bring to you my conversation with the creator of the Rapid Recalibration Method. Tell us about the core wounds and what you think our biggest fear is as humans. And this is universal, right? Yes, it is. It's 100% totally universal. And that's the beauty of it, right? It's like that our minds all work the same. Doesn't matter what our uh, cultural background is. Doesn't matter what what our childhood looked like. You know, everything's relative, but our psychology works the same, which is, you know, why this we can do this so effectively and efficiently. So the five wounds are rejection, abandonment, humiliation, betrayal, and injustice. And in almost every case, my observation is that these wounds have occurred in the first seven years of life. This is what we call the imprint period. This is why I believe it was the ancient Greeks said, give me the child until he is seven and I will show you the man. They understood the importance of these first seven years of life. And the way that we know if we have suffered these uh, core wounds is by the behavior that we do now. Usually people suffer from two of these, right? If not more. Mm -hmm. Uh, So if rejection was a thing, then we end up doing the behavior of being withdrawn. Mm -hmm. If abandonment was the thing, then we do the behavior of being dependent. If humiliation was the thing, then we are masochistic and we punish ourselves. If betrayal was a problem, then we end up being controlling. Mm -hmm. And then if injustice is a problem, we end up being harsh. So it's just, just, it's all in just an awareness, right? For me, the, the behaviors that we do now, the emotional triggers that we have now are simply awarenesses or indicators that there is some sort of event, some trauma from the past that is unresolved. And so it's like, all right, great. So what is it showing us? What is there to, to learn from this? What is, what is the awareness here? And then we just go back and, and get rid of the old trash, right? Because the number one skill that people can acquire that's going to have the largest impact on their life and their results. And the, the number one skill that I would say is the ability to emotionally self-regulate. That is mm. that no matter what is happening externally, 
that internally they are in control of their thoughts and their emotions, and they are not getting pushed around from side to side or pulled off course by whatever the events are that are happening in their lives. Mm. So people are either unconsciously reacting to things or they're consciously responding to things. And so the first step is just the awareness of their power to choose, right? Mm. So Viktor Frankl in the book, A Man's Search for Meaning, talks about that our power to choose exists in the space between the event occurring and our choice, how we're going to feel about it. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that is probably the number one skill that anybody could acquire that is going to have the largest impact on the quality of the results that they get. So I know there's many facets to what you do and how you do it, but would you call yourself a master NLP practitioner? Practitioner of NLP, timeline therapy, and hypnotherapy. And what is NLP? The easiest way is just to ask, have you ever heard of this guy? He's pretty obscure. His name's Tony Robbins. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know who he is. <laughs> who is that? It sounds so familiar. Um, NL, NLP is part of what he uses to do what he does, right? Ooh. And he, in fact, he used to train NLP. And if you've ever uh, read the book Unlimited Power that he wrote a while back, he actually specifically talks about NLP. So NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming which is essentially the language of the mind and the programs that we are running that drive our behavior. It is how we do what we do, and in some cases, why we do what we do. Um, but it's, it's really just understanding the strategies and the programs that we are utilizing to get the results that we get, and then reverse engineering the process to change those strategies and programs so that the client just naturally, easily, effortlessly does the things they need to do to get the results they want to get. I created what I call the rapid recalibration method, which works up to 100 times faster than talk therapy, getting rid of past emotional baggage, head trash, the trauma and the drama, right? Clearing it out. My motto is greatest result, shortest time, least effort, and my methodology is fast, painless, permanent, and I actually guarantee results. Ooh, so no returns? <laughs> Nobody's come back and say it didn't work? <laughs> no, actually. And that, that's the reason that I offer the guarantee is because the number one question that I used to get is, what if the problem comes back? And so I mm -hmm. said, you know what? Unconditional lifetime guarantee problem will never come back. If, it ever, if after 30 days you still got it, I'll work with you until it's gone. And uh, yes, I have had zero takers that have ever come back and said that the problem has ever come back because it doesn't come back. Okay. So my next question, what is your biggest mission? My mission is to raise the baseline of the human experience because needless suffering and wasted potential is a tragedy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Let's end suffering. Do you, do you feel like you're in purpose on a personal in level? Like doing um, what you're doing? Oh, I have never been more in alignment with anything in my entire life than I am right now. And I was uh, I was having a conversation. It was an interview yesterday, as a matter of fact. And she was saying, let's let's get more personal. Let's let's get to know you on a personal level. And I'm going, This is me. 
on a personal level. Like wh- what you see professionally is what you see personally. There is no division mm. between the two because every single thing that I do ties into my mission, right? Going to the gym, eating a healthy diet, uh, getting enough sleep, literally everything that I do ties into leveling up my performance so that I can support my clients at a higher level and make a bigger impact and leave a bigger legacy. I mean, like everything ties into that mission and purpose. So yes, I am in 100% total alignment with that mission. Like everything in my life is pointed in that one direction. I love it. What would you say is the number one reason humans suffer from the most? Um, There are three things. So the biggest problems or the biggest challenges, I guess I should say, um, are like past events, past traumas, the difficulties that we're experiencing with emotional reactions to things now in the present and then anxiety or concern or worry about the future, right? And so one of the fundamental things that I cover with my clients in onboarding a new client is some useful beliefs, right? Some different perspectives, frames, or filters that they can use to shift their perspective, have a more productive outlook about things, a different way to kind of see or process things that helps them to, again, get a better result. And so the number one belief that I find is most beneficial about past uh, traumas and past negative events and things like that is the belief that people are always doing the best they can with the resources they have in the moment. Right. Mm -hmm. Not many people that I know of, certainly none that I've met, intentionally set out to make mistakes and harm people. Right. It's just a mistake. Mm -hmm. And the thing about mistakes is we didn't know it was a mistake until after we did it and observed the result. Mm -hmm. So the problem is not that we make mistakes. The problem is when we beat ourselves up over the mistakes that we make. And so if we just accept, right, if we choose to believe that people are always doing the best they can with the resources they have in that moment, and this does not mean that we're not capable of more or that we're Mm -hmm. not capable of better. This just means that in that moment, under those circumstances, with those factors and variables, that was the best they could do. Mm. And if we choose to believe that, then in that belief is forgiveness for ourselves and others, for the mistakes that we and they have made in the past, we can let go of the regret, the remorse, the resentment, stop beating ourselves up over past mistakes, stop holding a grudge for the things that other people did, right? That affected us negatively. You know, they did the best that they could. And I love that. So that that's, that's one thing, right? And in that, right, in that is empathy, compassion, and forgiveness, right? Mm. Just that one belief, people are always doing the best they can with the resources they have. And bringing that into the present, right? What I've observed is that our greatest struggles became our greatest strengths. Mm. The challenges that we've overcome in our lives, right? Became the skills and abilities that we have that enable us to do what we do. Now, we can look back now on those challenges and struggles and be grateful that we had them because we can now see what it gave us. Mm -hmm. So 
utilizing that same thinking, if we can choose to be grateful for the struggles we have now, having faith that those struggles will become the seeds of future strengths, then we can reach into the future to the gratitude and bring it into the present. And so the question that I find is extremely useful to ask is, how is this happening for me? Where is the benefit in this event, in this challenge, in this struggle, in this difficulty, right? Albert Einstein said, uh, in the midst of every difficulty is an opportunity. And if we choose to search for the opportunity and the gift hidden in the middle of the struggle, right? We can take that pile of shit and find the gold nugget inside and just let the rest of it go. Keep the gold nugget and get rid of the shit. Powerful. Yeah. I mean, this episode alone, people will change their life. (laughs) Um, That's my hope. That's my hope. Yeah. I mean, powerful. And Uh And that brings us to anxiety, which this is actually a pretty sizable topic, right? Yeah. Anxiety, just, just anxiety itself. Right. So before or BC, before COVID, mm-hmm. right, um, there was 18% of the adult population in the US, 40 million adults were dealing with some form of anxiety disorder. And that's gotten even worse over the past 18 months since we've been dealing with all this COVID stuff. And when you look up the definition of anxiety, right, anxiety is a future based fear essentially, Mm -hmm. right? It's concern over something happening in the future. It's not fear over something happening now. It's a a sensation, a feeling that we get when we're worried about something that might happen in the future. So what I like to do is there's, there's a little exercise that I like to do. So if you'll indulge me. Oh, yes. Oh, let's Um, exercise. Let's exercise. (laughs) So what I want you to do, and and if you're driving down the road or whatever, don't obviously don't close your eyes, be safe. (laughs) Um, what I, what I want you to do is I want you to imagine you're sitting on your couch on Saturday afternoon and you're doing whatever it is that you do on Saturday afternoon to relax. Cause you've had a long week and you deserve it you're reading a book or you're watching Netflix or you're eating Ben and Jerry's ice cream, whatever it is you're doing, your doorbell rings. So you go and you open up the door on the other side of the door is your best friend that you haven't seen in a year. And they are so excited to show you their new haircut, which is a pink mohawk. It's like 12 inches tall, right? So you hide your surprise and invite them in because you're a gracious hostess. And you say, can I get you something to drink? And they said, yeah, I'm a little bit parched. Uh, That would be great. So as you reach into the fridge all the way to the back to grab the juice, you push aside the milk carton. If you drink dairy or maybe it's oat milk, I don't know. (laughs) Push aside the milk carton. What color is the cap on the milk carton? Is it red? Is it white? Purple, green, blue? What is it? What color is the cap? Green. Green. Okay, great. So the exercise is over. Now, what we just did is we just demonstrated that when I asked you to, you can create an image in your mind of your best friend with a pink mohawk because we, we can assume generally that your friend doesn't have a pink mohawk and wouldn't get a pink mohawk, right? Um, Very few people do. So then when I asked you to remember the color of the cap, you remembered the color of the cap. 
So what that means is that you can create images in your head whenever you want, and you can remember images whenever you want, which means you're in control of your mind and therefore you're in control of your results. So let's bring this back to anxiety. Okay. Mm. So if anxiety is worry about future events, then knowing that future events only exist in our imagination that what we're actually doing is we're creating images in our mind of worst case scenarios that we don't want to have happen and then obsessing over those scenarios yeah. and following that feeling down the rabbit hole. Okay. Waste so of energy. <laughs> it is. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, Hey, but you know what? Like why wait? until later to suffer. Why don't we just suffer now? Right? That's, like that's why, why waste perfectly good suffering? Like, Hey, let's suffer now. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it took me a long time to not to get out of that default setting. Right. Cause we're just so used to it. It's yeah. We worry about stuff in the future. And, and the problem is where focus goes, energy flows. And if you believe in the law of attraction, manifestation, Whatever you're focusing on, you're going to bring it closer and manifest that into your life. I've manifested breakups that way, okay? I've manifested breakups that way because I was so worried about it happening. Oh my gosh, here it comes. Bam, landed right in my lap. And it was totally 100% my fault, right? Mm -hmm. so, Powerful. So looking at anxiety through this lens, that it is the behavior of creating negative images in our minds of undesirable future events, then the way that I look at anxiety, and you know, you can try it on and feel free to reject it if you feel it doesn't apply. But the way that I look at anxiety is that it is a useful mechanism. It is a warning from our unconscious mind to let us know that we're thinking about stuff that's not useful, that's not resourceful that we're worrying about things in the future rather than concerning ourselves with the behaviors that we can be doing in the now, mm. right? It's Love just that. a signal. It's a useful mm. signal from the unconscious mind to say, hey, wake yeah. up. You're thinking yeah. about stuff that's, you know, bad future stuff rather than worrying about, you know, good present stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. Makes sense. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Love that. Love that example. Yeah. Okay, people. I want 50% to 70% anxiety levels down after listening to this episode. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's a process, right? Yeah, Over time but it takes practice. Learning how to do that. But that's, that's, you know, what I, that's one of the things, right. That mm -hmm. I, I do for myself that I teach my clients to do. And there are other, you know, techniques and stuff that I utilize, but for, you know, the, the biggest impact in the shortest time, those little nuggets that I've shared, I feel like those have tremendous ability to impact if, if you just take them, use them, integrate them and, you know, just apply wow. them to your life. Thank you so much for that. I mean, I love it. Thank you. Absolutely. All right. Before I let you, let you go, I've got a few questions. Okay. So I know you've given us some golden nuggets, but I'm going to ask you for question number one, what is the best advice you have to offer? The best advice I have to offer. There is no such thing as failure. There's only feedback. Ooh, that's good. <laughs> I love that. The, okay. The next, word failure yeah. is so mm -hmm. stigmatized mm -hmm. and people avoid failure as much as possible. But the reality is failure is just feedback, right? Everything that we do, it's either the result we want or not the result we want. So if we just simply commit ourselves to continuing to try and 
you know, take action until we get the result we want. Eventually we're going to get there. I love it. Thomas, little data point. <laughs> Thomas J. Watson said, and this guy, chairman of CEO or chairman and CEO of IBM in the 1930s and 40s said, if you want to increase your rate of success, double your rate of failure. Wow. The problem is not making mistakes. It's beating ourselves up over the mistakes that we make. Mm, that's good. Very good. Love it. All right. Next one. Favorite quote. I know you've given me some quotes, but do you have another favorite quote? <laughs> I don't remember who said it, but everything that we've ever wanted is on the other side of fear. How's that? Ooh, that's so good. I'm feeling that. Yep. It's true. I love that. And last one, what is your favorite book? So the number one book that I'm, I recommend to everyone is Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Ooh, Think and Grow Rich. I'm writing that down. Okay. And then the number two book is Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy. Ooh, and there's actually it. a funny story around that. So I was at the airport and I was coming back from, I want to say it was California. And I was like, I'm get, I'm get, I got a, a lift from the airport, right? L-Y-F-T. And this guy pulls up in a Mercedes, I jumped in the back of his Mercedes. And I'm like, all right, this is an unusual lift. <laughs> so I asked you manif guy, he manifested that. <laughs> I know. And, and you know, the funny thing was that he lived in the same city that I lived in and he happened to be down by the airport. So it was just serendipitous the way oh that it worked goodness. out. Right. And so I asked him, I said, I gotta, I gotta ask, right? Like what's, what's up with you? Like driving this car as as a Lyft driver, like, obviously, you don't need the money. What are you doing? And he said, well, I'm working on this very involved land development project. And so I'm out of work while I'm working on this project. And I just drive and Lyft to pass the time. And I asked him, what book would you recommend I read? And this guy, okay, he has been involved in some major, major uh, corporations and acquisitions and like growing brands nationwide. I mean, massively successful guy. Maximum Achievement by Brian Tracy was the book he recommended. And there you Multi-millionaire. So that's, that's why it's on the top of my reading list. That is incredible. Wow. Okay, Aaron, how could our audience get a hold of you or get in touch with resources that's beneficial? So the easiest way for your audience to get grab a very useful resource and uh, and get on my list is to go to the website easyanxietyhack.com and Ooh. there I've got a 2 minute anxiety hack that they can download literally smashes anxiety in 2 minutes I do this technique live I do this technique uh, virtually over Zoom always gets rave results people love this thing and it's literally two minutes to get rid of the anxiety i do hope you enjoyed my conversation with aaron morrison remember to hit subscribe rate and tell all your friends about this podcast you can also follow me on instagram facebook and twitter I'll be back in two weeks.